Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Today is the 31st of March, 2023. And I'm your host, David Castle, also known as Homage the Lion Killer. It's good to be back with you. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Staying sane in these very insane times that we are living through. Aren't they crazy? Oh, yeah. Getting through one of the gnarliest winters that I've ever experienced here. It's finally starting to warm up a little bit. It's probably one of those, uh, what they call an Indian summer. I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore, but that's when uh, you think it's going to warm up, but then it goes back to winter, which happens a lot around here. So it's been a while since I've done one of these, been real busy, have a lot of things going on in my life. Um... It fucking fucked up things, unfortunately. Had a death in the family and, uh, you know, a friend that passed away as well. So been doing the whole funeral thing and all that stuff, which is never any fun. But it's kind of fun, I guess. The little parties you have after are fun. But the whole thing is not very good. So, you know, what's there to say about that? Um, You only live once. You got to make the most of it. You never know when. You never know when it's going to be your time, especially with all of these uh, factors contributing to our um, our health or lack thereof. Uh, but today it's going to be a good show. I got lots of good music to show you, if nothing else. A um, few cool things to talk about, just some things that have been on my mind. Go over a couple news stories and stuff. Of course, the big thing in the news, well, I guess there's a few different big things, but one of them would be the the shooting that occurred with the trans shooter. Um, she went into a church and shot a bunch of people, a bunch of kids, and it's just horrific. But it's weird. So I'm looking at Yahoo News, which is the um, the news site that I like to go to, just because it has like the most ridiculous news stories, and they're always most of them is like sexual stuff. It's a lot of shit about people's bikinis and things like that. But I I would think that um, I would find something about this Nashville shooting. I believe it was in Nashville. Um, But there's nothing on here. And it's weird. What they've done is they've brought back the Las Vegas shooting. So that's interesting. So they've they've shifted the focus from uh, the Nashville shooter, who was was a trans person um, that had recently transitioned. I think she went from a girl to a dude. Um, and she went and shot a bunch of Christians. So, you know, you're not allowed to feel bad for Christians or white people. Um, so they've shifted the focus back to the Las Vegas shooting in 2017. And I have a personal connection with this shooting, actually. Not that I did it, but, um, I actually have a family member that was there and they fucking experienced that shit. She was at the show and she's still kind of fucked up from it. So it didn't really happen. Um, I don't think it happened the way they said it happened. I know that there were people that came out immediately after and made like a this one woman, I forget her name, but she came out and made this long Facebook post explaining how she saw multiple shooters and um, shit like that. You know, it wasn't aligning with the official story and then she like wound up dead. So it's very fishy. And then the the whole cover up them not having like any security footage of them when they're in the Mandalay Bay which is covered with security cameras there's no 
more well secure place and like surveilled place than a Las Vegas casino. Just watch Ocean's Eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like they they went over that in pretty good detail in that movie. Um, but yeah, it's like we were just lied to about the whole thing with with Stephen Paddock. I believe he was the Patsy. There could have been multiple shooters. Who knows? We'll probably never know what really happened that day, as the same for a lot of these false flag type of events. Um, but what's crazy about the uh, the Mandalay Bay shooting, I remember I was doing a lot of research on it when it first happened because it just was so weird. It was the biggest, the biggest shooting that had ever happened. And uh, you could just tell nothing lined up. And the um, the dude who was sheriff of Las Vegas at that time, his name is Joe Lombardo. And he was the guy that was supposed to be in charge of the investigation. I'm sure they were doing it in conjunction with the uh, FBI and all that stuff. But you, you could tell that this guy was totally complicit in the cover-up. And just, you know, he was... He's the guy that everything would go to. All the cops would be reporting to him. Um, but yeah, it was the Las Vegas Sheriff Joe Lombardo, and now he's governor. So it just goes to show you, like, that's how shit works, dude, um, in this demonic system that fucking thrives on blackmail and murder and disgusting stuff like that. Like, you help with a big false flag and, you know, do your job, keep your mouth shut. Um, you know, they'll, they'll upgrade you. You'll become governor. And maybe after that, someday you could be president. So that's just how politics works, especially in Nevada. Nevada is a very corrupt state. It was founded on corruption through the mafia and whatnot. And that influence still exists here as well. So I just wanted to remark on that, that instead of focusing on the Nashville shooting where this, um, trans person went and killed a bunch of kids, they've instead brought back the Las Vegas massacre, um, which was done by a straight white male, you know what I'm saying? Or at least that's who they blame. So it's, it fits their narrative a little better. Uh, but beyond that, how about we play a little bit of Billy? Ill Bill just came out with a new album and this is his, uh, the first track off of it. It's called Bill Matic. So it's just a little flow he's got to kick it off. The decided gets a hell hold. If this range, I'ma catch a body. Then he where the shells go. Knock your fucking teeth out with the gun, but in the elbow. Now you got the full body cast with the velcro. Leg elevated in the hospital, devastated. Heavily medicated. You just wanna be sedated. I can relate. Stay blazing the blunt. Me, why they see before us? We faking the funk. We them last poets, last soaps, conjures, rules, prophets of doom, mafia goons. Listen, Billy Dapp on my double vinyl LP. High buys the set, so you can catch him on the stream. Go ahead and ask God to save you I'ma give him five minutes then I'ma spray you Billy Apple be coming soon Till then everything Bill Maddock on a boom Ill Bill off his new album Bill Maddock Definitely go check that out if you're into uh, You know that grimy underground hip hop shit That's, That's my shit right there I got a bunch of cool music to play for you guys today Um Last night I was just going over going over music and trying to find some new stuff and that's always fun. I haven't done that in a while and came across a lot of uh, cool songs. Been listening to a lot of Q-Tip lately uh, from Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest and that guy is just such an amazing rapper. Like he has the coolest flow ever and I'm going to play some Q-Tip later, one of my favorite songs by him. 
But we also got stuff that isn't hip hop too. Like that song I began with. That song is called Naked, or it's called Sicilian Clan. It's by a band called Naked City. So definitely check them out if you're into that kind of stuff. And that is a. The rest of the album does not have that vibe. It's like, it's a very weird album. It's cool. Okay, anyway, so going back to the trans shooting or kind of um, segueing off of that maybe, let's talk about tolerance because this is a word that gets thrown around a lot and I've been thinking about it and what it means to be tolerant and whether or not it's even a good thing. Of course, it it's not good to hate certain demographics for no reason, like racism sucks, prejudice, being prejudiced sucks, and, you know, hating someone for their sexuality sucks. But then again, disliking someone for what they do, which is closely identified with their fucking sexuality or whatever, like, that's somewhat justified, in my opinion. Like, it's not always so cut and dry and so black and white, and that's all I'm trying to say is that we're living in a time now where everything is meant to be so black and white and like there's either you're either for this or you're like a terrible person, which obviously real life isn't like that. There's a huge gray area in between. There's all these nuances and circumstances and different factors that you have to take into account um, when you come to these types of decisions. But nowadays with the way we've been trained to think, Everything has become black and white. We're supposed to just tolerate like anything, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ plus plus type of movement. And um, people think they're virtuous in doing this. And I don't think that should be the case. Like if you think about what tolerance is to begin with, it's just being cool with everything. Like, "Ah, I don't care. Like, whatever. Go for it. Which is cool in, in some in most instances, like you shouldn't be trying to um, get involved with somebody else's life and tell them what to do. You should just keep to yourself and let people do what they got to do. But when it becomes a problem is when this person doing what they want to do begins to inflict harm on other people. Then it becomes a problem for, for all of us. And people have become so tolerant now where they're ignoring these, these harmful things that certain groups are doing. And it's just, it's crazy to watch this shit happening in real time because these used to be issues that were just like common sense. And everybody knew like, oh, that's kind of weird to to do that and act like that. Like there's, this person might have some sort of problem, you know, or some sort of mental issue. But now we're just normalizing these these mental issues. Um, And I'm not saying that that like homosexuality or... um, being trans or whatever is is a mental issue per se, um, but a lot of the times it is accompanied by that. Not so. I think it's more with the trans community, and I think that is largely due to the drugs that they're given to um, transition. Because anytime you're taking these weird prescription drugs, um, they have a, a high probability to mess with your head, and that goes for any drugs. If you're on like meth or super coked out. Even weed nowadays is causing people to get schizophrenic. I know people personally that have had that happen to them. So drugs fuck with your brain. And these people that are transitioning, they give them all sorts of weird new drugs, um, even when they're children some of these times. And they're trying to make it so like we're not even, we shouldn't even question that. 
and it should just be normalized, which is really wrong. It's just wrong on a moral level. And it's going to be harmful to society as well. Because if you have a large segment of the population who is on these these drugs and are, are fucked up in the head because of them, then it's obviously going to ripple through society and have harmful effects. Now, on top of that, like we could go into what the ultimate agenda is for this, which I believe it's to destroy the family unit because people who are um, in the LGBTQ plus community are less likely to have that traditional family unit, which is the last vestige of resistance to a totalitarian government. Like they're the last people who are going to stand up to a government coming through and like just doing these totally draconian laws and and shit like that. Because when you have a family, you stick up for each other. You feel really strongly about your children and about your your brother or your your dad and your grandma and, and all this shit. Like when you stay connected as a family, that's a really strong bond. And if you rid that from society and you get you get rid of that and you get people focused on just these like material desires, um, whether it's partying or fucking just the vanity, like always buying new stuff, the materialism, just these more uh, shallow desires that that people have that we all have, you know, we're, we're all into it. No one's above it. Um, but some more than others. And if you get society focused solely on that, then it's like, it's an easy kill. You, you could just get to them really quick. So going back to my original point, coming back to tolerance, I just think it's getting so overwhelming and like, so beyond the point of it being like, I don't even know the word for it exactly, but it's just getting out of hand, for for lack of a better term. Like, people are too tolerant. And what is the opposite of tolerance? Like, it's intolerance, but I think that also has a correlation with being disciplined. Because when you're somebody who is disciplined, and you have boundaries, and you have a certain framework for through which you view life... And, and the things you do and don't do are, are determined by that frame, then you are intolerant of some things. And that's justified because you need to be disciplined in order to make progress and to become successful. Like if you watch any, read any of these books um, about becoming successful, like a Dale Carnegie book or Napoleon Hill or Earl Nightingale, which you should, everyone should, should this should be mandatory reading as a child to learn these skills um, to become successful, because a lot of people lack this shit, especially nowadays, when you don't have as much guidance. Um, but the big thing, like the overarching theme in these self-help type of books, is to be disciplined, and like, fucking have a plan and shit. And it's hard to do, it's hard to be disciplined, um, but I feel like tolerance and just tolerating anything and being cool with everything is fucking stupid first of all it's just unrealistic because there is shit that you shouldn't tolerate right isn't that why why we have a society it's built on boundaries and laws and like a, a moral code that society all knows and it's just interesting to be living in a time where that's being disintegrated and like totally flipped on its head and people are like to watch people be manipulated into 
tolerating things which would be fucking crazy like 50 years ago or something. Or when my grandma was a kid, you'd be like, you know, they were still doing fucking lobotomies on people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, actually, you know what's interesting? I use that word a lot. I've been looking for a new word to use, but it's like the best word. Interesting. I'll find a new one someday. But I read this book, and it was talking about these old procedures that they used to have in psychiatry. Um, so you'd get this person who they said was crazy. It could be anything, too. Like, there was a lot of things that people got locked up in the loony bin for that now we'd look at it and be like, oh, that's completely normal. Things as, like, innocuous as, is that the right word? Things as, like, harmless as masturbating or, or something, like, shit like that. Um, but they would put you on a chair, and this chair was on a pole. It was like a stripper pole type of deal, and this chair was able to rotate around the pole, and they would just fucking spin you around in this chair, like, over and over and over for, like, a really long time, like, super fucking fast until you just puked and you were totally fucked up because you were so dizzy, and that was, like, a treatment. So that just goes to show you, like, what psychiatry and psychology is built on um, these weird fucking stupid fucking things that they do to people. And I don't think they've gotten that much better. Like, I think there will be a time in the future when they look back at just the prescriptions that they're giving people now and the drugs and the fucking different things they're doing to people and just recognize how barbaric it is. There's some people that recognize that now. And some drugs are good. But a lot of this shit is just, it's getting out of hand, man. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it's okay to be intolerant. You know, it's not like you got to go out and fucking become a Nazi or a Klan member or some shit. But it, it does help to have boundaries. And that comes with being disciplined. And if you're not disciplined as a person, it, it's very unlikely that you'll become successful. You might come across some money. You could find a bag of money laying on the ground. But you're just going to blow it. Like they say that uh, if everybody in society got like a million dollars handed to them, and let's let's forget about inflation and shit like that, but just theoretically, if everybody got a million dollars, like after a few years, all of that money would go back to the same one percent of people that had the most money to begin with, because they have a they have a way of fucking getting money. They like they're disciplined enough. They have a system, and most people just blow it. Like they don't. They don't give a fuck or whatever. They just don't think it out that much, I guess. Um, so whether or that, not that's true, I don't know. I think it's true. But yeah, tolerance, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. All right, so check this song out. This is a cool song I just heard. Maybe you've heard it. It's by this dude, Nick Waterhouse. And the song is called Medicine. Check it out. Come and all 
Waterhouse medicine takes a lot of medicine to go this fast. <clears throat> so I recently took a trip out to the middle of Nevada, way out in the middle of nowhere, this little town called Gerlock. And uh, Gerlock is right by the Black Rock Desert, which is where they hold Burning Man, which is fucking the craziest party you can ever go to. Uh, Burning Man, when it's going, uh, they call it Black Rock City. It's, it's actually its own city. It even has like a post office and stuff. It's kind of cool. Uh, but it's the third largest city in Nevada when that festival is going. It's a fucking trip. Look at some pictures of it if you never heard of it. It's also a cremation of care ritual, seem similar to what they do at the Bohemian Grove. But uh, I won't get into that because some there's some diehard burners out there that would slit their fucking wrists if they knew that probably. Nah, they probably wouldn't even care. They just want to go home. That's what they call it, going home. But anyway, I was out in Gerlock, and it's a really cool area out there, just deep desert, like so beautiful and desolate. Um, the nicest people in this town, too. It's a town of, uh, well, you don't even know what the population is, because when you roll into town, they have the sign that says, Welcome to Gerlock, and uh, <laughs> it says, Population Wanted. So instead of having a number, it just says wanted, like they need some people to live there. Uh, but everyone that I met that lived there was super nice. Um, 
or was doing some work out there actually. So we ended up staying out there. Uh, went to the local watering hole and uh, stayed there pretty late because everyone just kept buying us rounds, round after round. Like they wouldn't let us pay for a drink, and everyone was fucking pretty cool, man. That small town uh, generosity is is real. Uh, but outside of Gerlock, there's this thing called Fly Geyser. Now, I would encourage you to look up a photo of Fly Geyser. It's a really incredible area, or it's just, just this incredible, I don't know what the fuck to even call it. It's like a landmark. Uh, what happened was back in the 70s, I think, there was this farmer that was out drilling for water, and he hit some water. I don't know if it was that day, but eventually one of these wells started producing water, and it was like this superheated water. He tapped into some sort of hot spring type of deal. And it's just been shooting out water ever since. And now it's a geyser. And it shoots up like 30 feet into the air. And then from all the minerals and whatnot that are in the water, it's created this stalagmite. So this giant tower of uh, like some calcium deposits or something. And uh, it's just fucking, it's crazy looking. It's like all yellow and green and orange, all these different colors. And it's a pretty amazing thing. There's like this whole lake around it now in a place that was once completely arid. And what this is, is an example of this thing called primary water. Now, what primary water is, I've talked about it on this show before, but every time I go back to this place, it just gets me thinking about it again and how awesome this is, like how the world actually works as opposed to how we're taught that it works. Um, primary water is a challenge to the traditional water cycle. The way that science, like the, the scientific consensus that they have on how water came to the planet earth is that way back in the day when earth was just this molten ball of lava, um, billions of years ago or something, there was this comet, this giant comet that was flying through space and it was full of ice and then it smashed into the planet and then that's where all of the water on planet Earth comes from. So pretty retarded, uh, pretty retarded assumption or theory. It just doesn't even make sense at all. So like all of the oceans, all of the fresh water, the fucking lakes and streams, it all came from outer space and just this uh, from this comet that slammed into Earth. That's, that's what I was taught in college um, in these geology classes and stuff, which is completely retarded especially when you think about just the the amount of water on planet Earth, like it's insane. Um, but recently, there's been these scientific studies which have proven that inside of the Earth actually contains more water than all of the oceans combined, inside the mantle of the Earth. So the Earth is composed of these different layers that they've classified. There's the core, the inner core, and then there's the mantle, which is the thickest layer, and then there's like the lithosphere or the crust, which is what we live on. It's a very thin layer. But below us in the mantle, and this is on traditional globe theory. If you're talking about flat earth and stuff, I don't know how the fuck geology works on flat earth. I'm just going on what I was taught, um, which seems to have a lot of merit. But they've proven that there's just earth is filled with water, like insane amounts of water. And we've been taught that water comes from like when it rains, all of our drinking water at least, which is a very, very small percentage of water on earth is, is drinkable, according to the traditional water cycle theory. 
Uh, it all comes from rain, and then that seeps through this sedimentary rock. It gathers in aquifers, and then that's what we tap into with our wells uh, to irrigate our crops, to drink from, and that's all of our usable potable water, I guess you could say. But primary water, there's this dude named Stephen Reese, um, and there's other people who, who have continued on this work after him, like this guy Paul Power, and there's, there's a couple different companies that do this. Um, but they're able to tap into water where there shouldn't be any water. Like they drill into rocks that aren't permeable, like the water shouldn't be able to seep through them. And they find these giant pockets of water, which theoretically shouldn't exist, according to the traditional water cycle theory. And Fly Geyser is like a shining example of one of these wells. Like there, there isn't that much water beneath the fucking, one of the most arid places in the United States, or even the country, actually. Like, it doesn't rain a whole lot out by the Black Rock Desert. It's fucking a desert. Um, and yet, there's just all of this water, this superheated water shooting out of the fucking ground. And it just goes to show you that the, the Earth is filled with water. It creates its own water through some sort of combination of pressures and different elements and shit like that, and it's just producing a shitload of water, and it's pretty crazy to actually go to Fly Geyser and see evidence of this. There's other places in the world, too, which uh, have a similar type of story, like there's these places in the Sahara Desert, um, these wells that have been producing water for thousands of years, like since biblical times, and people have been going there and dipping their bucket in and pulling out a fucking bucket of water for a long time, and that doesn't really make sense because it, like, never rains in the Sahara Desert. So it's like, how is this aquifer being replenished if that's really how it works? So just something to think about, something to chew on. I got another song for you. This song is called Lemonade. And I got to look up who sings it again, but check it out.
was Lemonade by Kissed by an Animal. So something a little different for you from uh, what we normally play here. Okay, so what else is there to talk about? Actually, you know what I've been thinking about lately? Well, let me tell you. Just about the music business and um, hip-hop in particular. I don't think there's a, uh, a group of people more out of touch with reality than rappers, <laughs> which is funny because I'm a rapper, I guess. But um, it's just, I feel like it's a thing just so filled with um, these visions of grandeur and just really psychosis. Like a lot of people are just, a lot of rappers are just not living in reality. And maybe that's what makes it cool. Maybe that's why people like it. But I've just been thinking about that lately. It's like, I don't know, especially the um, the ones that aren't very good and shit, like that don't really have any fans, but they really believe in themselves. Like, I'm going to get it, which is awesome. Like, like go for it. More power to you. Um, but everyone else can kind of see it. They're like, why does he do that? <laughs> something. Maybe that's me. I don't know. Um, also been thinking about the truther industrial complex lately and just these people that make a living off of... Uh, truther stuff and just like but it's more like a grifting thing it's not like they're just trying to get information out there it's more like they're just alarmist type of people and you see it a lot on the right wing like these these right wing there's some comedians there's even rappers and stuff and it really depends all on um whatever people on the left wing do and they just fucking get outraged by it and they're like look what they're trying to do to your kids and stuff and i know i had a whole segment on that earlier in the show, but it's interesting to see people build a whole career around that, and like, because there's always something, and it's it's weird to think that um, their existence depends on the existence of the people that they hate, because without them, they'd have nothing to talk about, and you probably have some ideas of some artists and comedians and newscasters who might fit into that category, but we see it a lot, it's just... Uh, Fascinating times we're living in in 2023. Crazy stuff. How about we get into some articles here? Um, what's going on here? You might have heard of this story. This was from Fort Worth, Texas. Owner of stolen truck tracks it with air tag and kills man inside, Texas police say. So this guy put an air tag into his truck. Pretty sweet pickup truck. Looks like maybe like 2007. Maybe a Silverado. I think it's a Chevy. Uh, so this guy puts one of those Apple AirTag things, which allow you to track your stuff. And somebody broke his window and like stole his truck. And then he went and found the people and presumably told them to give him his truck back. And then I guess one of the guys pulled a gun. So he killed him. So he's probably going to get away with it, especially in Texas. And people are saying like, so the, so the police are saying, like, don't take the law into your own hands. But then again, if you were to call the cops and even tell them, like, hey, somebody stole my truck. I have an air tag in it. This is where it's at. Go get it. The cops would laugh at you. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, I don't work for you. I kill you. <laughs> but, um, you know, they would make you fill out a bunch of paperwork. You'd have to do a whole report. They'd get back to you in maybe six months. Like, they're, they're never going to get your truck back. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're always late to the crime. 
and and they very rarely catch the criminal or even show any type of incentive to catch the criminal. So sometimes you do have to take the law into your own hands. It's just, you know, they don't like it that they got to do more work now. Now that somebody got shot and shit, that's more paperwork, more shit that they got to do and all that stuff. Um, it's just the fact that um, the police are incompetent. There are some good cops out there. There's a lot of bad ones too. The whole judicial system and our whole system of laws in this country and in other countries, I'm sure too, are just wrong. Like there's tens of thousands of laws and our politicians are always creating new laws. Like anytime you're doing anything, you're probably breaking like 16 laws. So it's pretty insane. Um, But ever since the whole Black Lives Matter thing, a lot of cops don't want to be cops anymore. They've retired. They said, fuck this. Like, everyone fucking hates me more than usual. So I'm not going to be a cop. And, you know, I can't even shoot people and get away with it anymore. This sucks. So the police are definitely understaffed. And, um, you know, people hate them openly. So most people don't want to be cops. So to depend on them to solve a crime is like retarded. They're not going to do shit. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, Oh, yeah. Another thing. I meant to say this back in my uh, trans shooter section. But doesn't it seem like the LGBTQ thing is like the new Black Lives Matter? Like you have to do it. I mean, you don't have to, obviously, but it's just if you're in the the mainstream circles, yeah, you got to be all about it. And, you know, just the support for the pride thing. It's the new Black Lives Matter, which how much does that suck for uh, for black people and and the Black Lives Matter people? They're like, what about us? Nothing changed. (laughs) Uh, They're just using you, man. It's just that's the point I'm getting at. They're always they find a, a marginalized group or make them feel marginalized at least, and then they use it for their narrative. It's all part of the Hegelian dialectic and uh, the the Marxist playbook. That's how they do it. It's pretty interesting. So a lot of shit going down in um, France right now, and those those French people, they know how to riot. I don't know if you've heard about the French Revolution, but they're chopping motherfuckers' heads off. They haven't gotten to that yet, at least I don't think. Maybe some of the refugees will do that once in a while, but I don't know if the regular French people are doing it. This is a article from Activist Post. It says, Police violence. Has France become a police state? Bastille 2.0? Three and a half million people mobilize against Macron. Uh, the arrogance and criminality of the Macron regime, which is controlled by the financial establishment. Oh, I guess that's what the... Uh, person's sign says here so maybe you've seen photographs or videos there's tons of people in the streets of france uh protesting against macron who's like the president dude there and apparently what he did was he raised the age of retirement so you know people are gonna have to wait a little longer to get their retirement and this is happening simultaneously to to the fact that like everybody's uh, life expectancy life expectancy is becoming shorter, you know? So it's funny how he did that. It's like, we're going to raise the age of retirement up a few years before you can get all the money you paid into it. And then, but you're probably going to die before you'll ever get it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Due in large part to that uh, experimental medical shit that they did over the past two years. 
<clears throat> and this is a fact. You can, you can look at the charts and stuff. Like life expectancy is actually becoming shorter. You'd think it'd be lengthening, but it's not. So I'll just read shortly from this. You can kind of see what's going on. Um, Bastille 2.0. The storming of the Bastille occurred in Paris on the afternoon of July 14th, 1789. The Bastille was a medieval armory, fortress, and political prison. It was the symbol of royal authority under the regime of King Louis XVI. The French monarchy was obliged to accept the authority of the newly proclaimed National Assembly, as well as endorse the fundamental rights contained in the Declaration des Droits de l'Homme et du Citoyen which is the Declaration of the Rights of Man and Citizens, formed early in August 1789. More than 230 years later, these fundamental rights are now being contravened by corrupt governments in France under Macron and around the world on behalf of a totalitarian and elusive financial establishment. The creation of a mass movement. What is at stake is the creation of a mass movement nationally and worldwide, which questions the legitimacy and authority of the architects of the insidious project which, broadly speaking, emanates from big money, big pharma, the information technology conglomerates, the security apparatus, intelligence, and military-industrial complex, big energy, and the corporate media. Ironically, the architects of the COVID-19 pandemic are now actively involved in formulating the solution. Of course they are. The World Economic Forum's Great Reset consists in installing a worldwide totalitarian regime. What is contemplated is a system of global governance predicated on depopulation. Okay, okay, okay. So this is, we've already talked about all this kind of shit. Um, going back to what's happening in France. With regard to France, the mass movement, Bastille 2.0. Ah, music's playing, hold on. Uh... With regard to France, the mass movement, Bastille 2.0, will require regime change and the unseating of Emmanuel Macron as head of state. The protest movement cannot be limited to pensions and wages. It must question the legitimacy of corrupt pol political leaders in high office, which have betrayed the French people. Uh, Emmanuel Macron is a former investment banker and obedient servant of LCF Rothschild. He does not represent the citizens of the French Republic. Okay, so obviously this was a an opinion piece. But true nonetheless. Yeah, it's obvious that these uh, you know, these politicians aren't working for the people. And good for the French for for organizing and uh hitting the streets and fucking doing what they got to do, you know, airing their discontent. Um they know how to riot. Shout outs to the French. So Let's hear a little bit more music. Let's get back on this hip-hop shit. How about a little bit of Conway? We'll do Conway, J.I.D., and Ludacris. Scatterbrain. Yeah. Yeah. 
Packs in the mail, packs on the road Connect FaceTime, said he just sent the last of my load The shit on my neck that come from the packs that I sold I never went platinum or gold You still fuck with him and you know he a rat and he told Love when a nigga talk stupid Cause that's when shots run it down and he clap at his pole Trust me, that doesn't bode well for a nigga It's gonna be victims I'm a street nigga, boy, you know the difference Hand around the throat of the rap game And I'm both constricted My soul is missing In the top spot, I got soul position Man, this hoe is tripping She think I wanna taste the pussy I ain't tasting shit like a COVID symptom I'm a soldier that's I got no resistance with a cold 45 gold edition, I'm a dope magician Niggas disappearing if I hear him dissing Killer engineering, killer nigga mixing In the six niggas still flipping Nixon Second strike, they finna Billy Clinton Red and white, he got the blues, turn him into food Everybody grip a biscuit, running lights inside the city limits I'm excited, Molly shouted, she the shit And we inside of something simple with suicidal Finish the sentence, door closed, chop the head off a chicken More's cold if I'm talking, I'm clicking Lights flicking, tell him hold your position Money motivated, mind on the mission Straps in the lap in the pack, got a lock on the back of the cap and it doze I live the match for the torch in the game for the real niggas only the fake it exposed Scraping the plate, breaking the bowl, making the shake, taking it home I'm in the A with the case, so come on if you crazy Cold ass world going out, guns blazing, fuck what you niggas saying Going out, guns blazing, cold ass world, niggas get done flagrant World gone mad, even my son babing, I'm in my bag, nigga, I'm done playing with you Getting rich offside like a space in the 80s Spot jumper like Tracy McGrady, uh, 10 chains on niggas face looking crazy I still get a paycheck from Shady uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got my reasons, yeah my little niggas is demons, yeah. Uh-huh. They pull up and shoot for no reason, yeah. I got my reason, yeah. I got my reason, nigga. I got my reason. I got my reason, yeah, yeah. I got my reason, yeah, yeah. I got my reason, yeah, yeah. I got my reason, yeah. I got my reason, yeah. So thirsty, you drinking poison, nigga. You ain't gangster. Stop kidding around, bring the toys in, nigga. Luda's your daddy. You should be happy I'm giving you playtime. But none of you rappers could see me, not even if I was to pick up on FaceTime. You wasting time hating on another nigga when you could be making money yourself, ho. Featherweights, I make them levitate. Get spanked with the heavyweight belt, ho. And the crowd goes wild Creed 2, tell him throw in the towel Cocaine is a hell of a drug Like Rick James, have a coke and a smile Fuck your couch and your whole existence You leaving your family and the kids defenseless Headed to an early grave, now you dead and broke Life beat him senseless, get it? Bow down to rap's dignitary Cause Luda always been a visionary I always knew you was a bitch So I just read your obituary, nigga Yeah, I got my reasons, yeah My little niggas is demons, yeah they pull up and shoot for no reason, yeah. I got my reason, yeah. Well, there you have it. Scatterbrain. Conway the Machine, Ludacris, and J.I.D. Pretty cool song. Pretty cool song. Good shit. Good shit. Okay. Well, I don't know how much more I got for you. I definitely got some more music, but let's see if I got any more. Uh, I could talk about the economy a little bit. How about that? Things seem to be getting a little, little weird out there. First of all, China and Brazil strike deal to ditch the U.S. dollar. That can't be good. So ever since all that shit happened with Russia... Uh, when they invaded Ukraine on the provocation of um, us wanting to set up NATO bases in, in Ukraine. So right on their doorstep. Kind of understandable that they would do that. They, so this shit's all part of the plan. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they knew how Russia would react when they 
said that they were going to do the NATO bases in Ukraine. So they, they knew shit was going to go down because of that. And as a result of that, they imposed all of these sanctions on Russia. So now Russia has all of these commodities and all of these resources that they used to sell for U.S. dollars, like their oil, they have tons of grains and stuff, and you know they're, they're making stuff over there. They have a lot of natural resources that they sell throughout the world. They used to accept dollars for this when they were part of the SWIFT program, SWIFT is this banking program. Now, uh, since the Ukraine war, we've kicked them out of SWIFT. So basically, they they have no use for United States dollars anymore. So they're like, well, fuck that. We're going to use ru- the ruble, the Russian ruble, which is their currency. Now, what that's doing, or what that did, was it destabilized the petrodollar. The reason why the United States dollar has been so powerful and able to like run shit for so long and be the world currency is because everybody was trading United States dollars for oil. And that's what gave it the title of the petrodollar. So all that has changed recently with, with the Ukraine war and all the sanctions on, on Russia. So now more people are following suit. They're like, well, why do we need to use the dollar? And now what this is going to do, or what a lot of people say it might do, is when the United States loses the world currency reserve status, that's going to have devastating effects for the dollar. Basically, it's going to become worthless. Because the only thing propping it up right now is that everybody needs dollars. But really, we're in like so much debt, trillions of dollars of debt, 31 trillion, I think, at this moment. And um, they're printing more money every day. And the money isn't backed up by anything. The only thing that was keeping it going was this whole petrodollar thing. Well, now that's going to go out the window. So it's kind of crazy to think uh, what's going to happen as a result of that. Um, Some people are saying it could end up like what happened in Venezuela and um, what's that other country, some African country like Zimbabwe or something, where it costs like a billion dollars to get a loaf of bread. Uh, That would be crazy. So let's see what happens here. China and Brazil strike deal to ditch the U.S. dollar. In a time when de-dollarization news are dropping fast and furious, and even Elon Musk is now jumping on the bandwagon, and Elon talks about how uh, some tweet here basically saying what I just said. Um, Basically, they just fucked up this article, so now it doesn't sound good. So let me reread it. In a time when de-dollarization news are dropping fast and furious, and even Elon Musk is now jumping on a bandwagon, which we first defined a decade ago, not a day goes by without some modest or not-so-modest shift toward a world in which the U.S. currency fully weaponized after February 2022 for the entire world to see and fear, is no longer the world's reserve, and today was no exception. According to the Brazilian government, China and Brazil have reached a deal to trade in their own currencies, ditching the U.S. dollar as an intermediary entirely. The deal, Beijing's latest salvo against the almighty greenback, will enable China, the top rival to U.S., economic hegemony, and Brazil, the biggest economy in Latin America, to conduct their massive trade, which amounts to $150 billion per year, in financial transactions directly, exchanging yuan for reyes and vice versa instead of going through the U.S. dollar. In doing so, China extends its bilateral USD-exempting currency arrangements beyond countries such as Russia, Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia to now include the Latin American exporting powerhouse. The expectation is that it'll reduce costs, promote promote even greater bilateral trade, and facilitate investment, Brazilian Trade Investment Promotion Agency said in a statement. 
China's Brazil's biggest trading partner with a record $150 billion in trade last year. So, I mean, just like I was saying, there's no reason for me to read this entire article, bore you with that. But it's just what we're seeing happening. And this is, um, it's been being predicted for a while by people who are in the know and and kind of paying attention. And, uh, you know, that's why so many people tell you to like buy gold or buy silver or whatever, because in a time when the dollar has no value whatsoever, like it's just, it's just paper, at least gold and silver, they've always been worth money for thousands of years, ever since people have been using money. So that's why people tell you to get that shit, because when the dollar completely crumbles and becomes worthless, at least you will have exchanged some of those worthless dollars for some some uh, metal <laughs> that's worth stuff. Uh, here's something interesting. Kind of strikes home with me. Newly declassified report alleges Havana Syndrome might be caused by a directed energy weapon. So the Havana Syndrome goes back to, I don't know what the year was, but there were these politicians somewhere in Havana, in Cuba, and they started feeling all these weird symptoms like getting headaches and and fucking puking and feeling like shit, depression, all kinds of stuff. And they determined that it was because they were being hit by these directed energy weapons. Now... There's a lot of people who this is happening to like in regular life. I think they've been experimenting with this stuff for a long time um, on a lot of different people. I think a lot of these shootings are a result of being tortured with these directed energy weapons. Um, and there's different ways to do it. Really, they can, they can target people. It's fucking crazy. Um, but the technology is there. It has to do with this thing called Shuanella or Morgellons where they they get these little nanobot type things inside of you, which basically work as an antenna, and they're able to target you through the electricity going through the grid, um, which everybody's house is hooked up through, and um, the whole, basically the whole earth is covered in this frequency um, that (laughs) specific people can be targeted through. It's really weird stuff. Um, but the technology exists. It's like, I've read books on it. There's tons of videos and stuff. If you want to watch a guy go through and like examine audio footage and pull out some weird voices and shit in music and in just like homes, like silence, it's fucking bizarre. <clears throat> you can look up, look out, look out for Charlie. The YouTube channel is look out for Charlie. And this dude has been going through, he's like an audio expert. He's He was a musician and stuff and did a lot of recording. So he's good at um, analyzing audio and, and finding shit hidden inside of sounds. But he'll go through and just prove that this, this um, there's some sounds and shit being transmitted on this frequency that um, is being beamed across the world. And it's... It's very bizarre. You know, I'm not the best at explaining it, but I, I could just tell you that it's happening. And I think a lot of the times when um, somebody goes nuts and, and shoots up a place, it could be the result of, of these types of directed energy weapons that target people, make them crazy, and then they further a political agenda through that. So I'll post this article along with all of the other ones that I mentioned in, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I'll also put up a link to uh, that dude's YouTube channel because it's 
it's got a lot of interesting stuff and he makes it entertaining too. It's like he doesn't, he's not all doom and gloom and shit. He's just talks facts and seems like a cool, he's like a punk rock kid. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna play another song here. So this is some, some stuff that I've been listening to a lot lately. Q-Tip, one of the coolest flows in hip hop by far. Let's do Q-Tip and Jay Dilla. Let's ride. Check it out. To all the low riders, the big riders. Yeah. It happened in the car, yo. Pharrell, many niggas. Brand new truck, butter saw seat. Four point something with a low ride, something. Ain't nothing better than to ride out the hood with it. Who looking better? And damn, you looking good in it. Take a chance with a nigga in the choice ride. Listen to the CDs I play inside. Most MJ Prince's TV. Marvin Gaye, Led Zeppelin, and Biggie. And when the evening is over, love, gonna find a nice spot for the rover, love. Do things to make the man in the moon blush. My mind race, but I tell my waist don't rush. Use the upper echelon piece So when you find it's a stash then you don't freak You wanna nibble on a nigga ear And do all the things that make a nigga wanna get near Oh I'm a Queens representative Get wild by any means my incentive is When we done, I start it up again And ride around with you cause you my special friend uh. Who, me, and you I think we should ride Come on, come on, come on, come on Second part, my ride is like art. We get creative in it when we take it out and spin it. The back seat is the canvas we paint and on. Abstracted work we create and on. The TV's in the back and the dash too. Got Miss Napkins and Bamboo. Don't worry, the tint's past the legal one. Outcast banging loud in my eardrum. The way the wheels spin, cutting through the still wind. Outsiders looking in with the ill grin. Injected, brand new, inspected Emissions got tested, details perfected Got the armor all touched, empty out the Dutch No tobacco spilling on my rug clutch Kick off your shoes, show off your pedicure Shake off the blues, we all forgetting more More of that thing Stuff that brings ecstasy, making you cling A little harder than your average hug or grab Lady, tell me this is better than taking the cab And when you bounce, tell all your girls You rode around Hot Wheel and drinking no Earl Vacation and be up my V8. Just one night we drive and we escape. Ooh, me and you, I think we should ride. Come on, come on, come on, come on.
Classic stuff, folks. Jay Dilla, Q-Tip, Let's Ride. Classic song about a guy's car. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're good, if you're a good writer, good rapper, you can write a song about anything. You can make a song about your car. Be, like, amazing. Doesn't have to be all about fucking hoes and uh, shooting motherfuckers. Although we support that, too, around here. This is the Knowledge with Homage podcast. Once again, I'm your host, David Castle, a.k.a. Homage the Lion Killer. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you've had as good of a time as I have. Now, we shall both carry on with our lives. I'll send you out with the rest of Sicilian Clan by Naked City. Thanks so much for joining me. Peace out.